This call is being recorded. Hey, everybody. It's Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's deja vu because I'm Chris Carter here with Jeff Lloyd, Locked On Steelers beating Locked On Browns. Jeff, we just did this last year, even though last year was last week. <laughs> um, yes, for Mr. Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers, Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns. Um, we kind of hinted at this. This is probably the way this was going to end up here, and Chris and I would be sitting down breaking the bread here again a week later um, for uh, your Brown, your, the Browns listeners. This is a little different, though. This is your first ever Crossover Thursday edition playoff style. So we're going to have a little fun here with Chris. We're going to talk about a big one Sunday night cross our fingers about the certain players in this game, about who will be there and certainly be playing the lead roles come Sunday night on NBC. Absolutely. And today's episode is brought to you by BlueNile.com and 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters, have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches January 18th. It's coming up really soon, y'all, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. So without further ado, we get into this. I'm going to be asking Jeff some questions in the first segment. He'll ask me some questions in the second segment. And in the end, we'll, we'll, we'll finally give our predictions on this game and how we think it'll go. So, Jeff. First of all, crazy week for the Browns. But, I mean, I guess you're saying that a lot lately because we thought that <laughs> the COVID situation might have been dealt with after the Jets game. Then we thought it might be finally done after this, this, this the Steelers game last week. But now Kevin Stefanski's out. Joel Batonio's out. Daryl Hodges is out. Or, excuse me, I think I messed up his last name. Um, but, uh, but point being, it's continued this week. Now, fortunately, Wednesday, there was no more – there was there was there were there, there was no more reports and it looks like they should be good to go from here for, for, for moving forward. What's the readout from the Browns and how they got to deal with the losses that they've suffered and bounce back with the players that they hope to get back this week? Yeah, that's where um, look it's Tuesday's news about you know the uh, the positive coronavirus tests uh, for Joel Batonio and Coach Stefanski. Look, this, there's no replacing a Joel Batonio. Um, and the Browns were already down to their fourth guard. So whoever's going to be starting in place, I'm sorry, that will actually probably be their fifth guard who will start a game this year, uh, who's going to play left guard Sunday night. Difficult guy to replace. Not that even still you had had really a, a backup Joel Batonio capability on your roster anyway. Coach Stefanski is certainly going to make for a difficult situation. Um, he's done an incredible job. Um, he keeps his team in line. He keeps them laser focused. Uh, so it's certainly going into, you know, a situation like this where after 18 years, Sunday felt so great to actually say the word playoffs uh, about less than 48 hours later, you get this devastating news. Good news is you're starting to get players back. BJ Goodson um, off the COVID list on Wednesday. Uh, anybody who was out for last Sunday's game against Pittsburgh for right now is on track to come back. Of course, you know, there's still you know, protocol you have to go through, you know, string together your negative test to be available. So a possibility of Denzel Ward, Andrew Sandejo, Malcolm Smith, um, some of these players coming back to the defense. It's going to make for certainly uh, a difficult, tall task. I'm sure Coach Stefanski is going to be involved as much as he possibly can. My guess would be, you know, a script amount of plays for the first half, probably a scripted amount of plays for the second half to help uh, ease Alex Van Pelt into this. 
um, you know, somebody with Pittsburgh ties who's going to get a really big opportunity to be a part of, you know, the Browns' first playoff game in 18 years. It, it, and that's got to be insane for Browns fans to be going through right now because it's like you finally get this and, you know, it took it took building up a new nucleus and, you know, this group of guys that you've been putting together for the last few years, you know, with Nick Chubb. But, you know, you also have Miles Garrett, who hasn't been his healthiest self after getting COVID-19 lately. And we've seen him drop off from and we talked about this last week. He was on a ridiculous pace of like nine sacks in six and a half games. And he, you know, he, he, you saw in his last Steelers game, he didn't even touch the quarterback, which was bizarre, which was bizarre considering his history of rushing the passer in the NFL. <clears throat> and now, and now the guy who had been basically making up for him, Olivier Vernon, has torn his Achilles and he's out for the rest of the season. And you're even looking at like, you know, you need him to be able to recover for next year. Uh what's what's going through a lot of these these players minds you know you 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 know they've been talking this week in 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 the media availabilities what's their position on how they got to stay focused because also you know with the history of brown's head coaches that have been in and out of the organization for years kevin stefanski you know in his first year he's, he's he's finally like okay now he can set the tone and be the guy that guides them to a new direction but now he's missing for your first playoff game um, for them, it's it's going to be stick to the plan, and they've played this one and zero mantra every week. You know, can, uh, you know, treat each week individually. Um, you know, don't look too far ahead. Um, there's no reason to. You got to accomplish what's on task each week. That's going to be the same premise they're going to try to get through this week. Um, I'm sure for some guys, they're going to carry blinders to this entire situation and say, "There's a playoff game Sunday night. The entire NFL, all our peers are going to be watching." We, you know, we want to seize this opportunity. We want to seize the day for the city, for our fan base, obviously for themselves, uh, for Coach Stefanski. Um, you can say, oh, well, we're going to, you know, how many, you know, oh, we're going to put all of this on our back and play for everybody. Um, it's a great idea. It's a great theory. We've seen teams do it and absolutely go into a game and get boat raced. Uh, we've seen teams take, you know, trying times like these, be able to put it together and change an outcome of a ball game. Um, of course, you know, four or five days out from, uh, Sunday, we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, I do believe there's opportunities here for the Browns to keep this game closer, running the ball, um, controlling the clock, um, keeping Ben Roethlisberger and all of these weapons on the bench more than they are on the field. Um, it's all great in theory. It's all great in practice. You got to be able to go out and actually, you know, put it together. Um, Miles Garrett, hopefully, maybe getting healthier week by week because it would certainly be nice to have. You know, 90, 95 come back to, you know, the player that the Browns fans have grown accustomed to. Um, but look, you're in it together. Um, nobody's going to cry for you. The NFL ain't moving this game. So that ain't happening with me, any means whatsoever. Because once you start moving one playoff game, guess what, folks? We'll be talking about an April Super Bowl. That's not going to happen. So there's no reason to cry about it. The, the milk has been spilled, so to speak. Um, place them up. Uh, put the shoulder pads on. Put the mouthpieces in. Um, you've all played football for probably more than a decade of your lives, if not more of these guys. Um, it's just another football game, obviously big impl implications on the line. And you're going against a team that you should know fairly, fairly well, playing them twice a year, just played them last week. Um, I'm assuming the game plan is going to be pretty similar, except with some things added in because it's going to be a difficult week to put together a brand new game plan with, you know, so many people out of the building and so much being done virtually. Um, it's not the best of situations. I played a playoff game in 18 years. Um, 
I, I don't think or think anybody's going to give it back. They're ready to go. Um, question's going to be just how much, you know, fighting the dog they essentially have in them. All right, last question here, Jeff. With the with the way the, the Browns played last week, they they went up against Mason Rudolph. They kept him contained in the first half, and then in the fourth quarter, he start he started to get pretty active, led two two straight touchdown drives, um, and threw for over three hundred yards. You're getting Denzel Ward back, but still, it you know the linebacker core and the safeties they've been something that have been a liability at times this year for the Browns. And again, now your pass rush is going to be missing a key factor. What do you think the Browns are going to try to do to slow up now Ben Roethlisberger, who again he's come, he's finally got the week of rest that he never got this whole season, and the, the, the Steelers are, are looking at it as an opportunity for him to get back to where he was for ten straight weeks when he was at, at an extremely efficient pace, and you know even with the four straight bad weeks that he had, he was able to finish with the best touchdown interception ratio of his entire career. <laughs> What do you think the Browns' approach is going to be with Denzel Ward coming back, but not even really getting a chance to practice that much to adjust their defense to what he does? Well, you're going to have to play smarter, Elm. And it, it's weird for Ben at his size, at his age, and just the fact that we're talking about a man who's probably, what, six foot five, 250 ish, having such a quick, quick, quick release and getting rid of the ball so quickly. Um, you got to have to understand. Um, with your pass rush, you're going to have to be disciplined. Um, in two and a half seconds, you're not going to get home a lot. So what do you do? Uh, you got to think about getting your hands up. Um, you know, if, if on the interior, Sheldon Richardson has an innate ability to do this. Um, uh, you know, <clears throat> Larry Ogunjobi at times as well. Um, you're going to have to understand the fact that they're going to get theirs. Um, but you're going to have to focus. And this is where I talk about bringing these veteran backs, these veteran, getting these veterans back. Malcolm Smith is a super old MVP. BJ Goodson, Andrew Sandejo. Granted, they have not been the most gifted players this year, but they've been in playoff games. They have the experience, and or you have a mix of youth and veterans. Um, and somebody, there's going to be times where some young player on this team for the Browns, if something goes wrong, those little things in the back of your head, like we don't have coaches, we're missing players, and it's going to put you on the edge of maybe you know falling off the cliff and losing it. These veterans are going to have to bring them back. It's one play at a time. Uh, you, you know, yes, everybody's professionals. Pittsburgh's going to get some yards. Um, these receivers are going to get open. They're going to get some first downs. It's about stringing it together. It's about closing it down in the red zone. Um, you know, the you know you still got to be cognizant of the run. Pittsburgh hasn't done it great this year, but you can't ignore it like it doesn't exist. You know, James Conner has put up yards in this NFL. Benny Snell is a nasty, nasty, violent runner. Uh, McFarland just kind of like quicker than a hiccup with a little bit of attitude to him in his running style as well. But you got to be ready to go, and I think you, it seems weird to say, and you're going to have to play a little bit vanilla. But with everything you have, you know, you can't sleep sleep on Juju, you can't sleep on Deontay Johnson. Obviously, Chase Claypool looks like he's you know turning into someone who's going to be a, a upper echelon wide receiver in this league. And then there's things like Eric Ebron, um, who's you know at times put up a massive amount of receptions in this league. So you're just you know you're going to have to just focus on everything. If you can get Denzel Ward back. At least that maybe puts you in an opportunity where you can at least say, well, look, Denzel can go one-on-one, should win more than he loses, and then we can maybe take our focus on everybody else on the field. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. it, it it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I just want these guys to come out and play clean, disciplined. You can't have anything stupid. You can't be getting into roughing the passer, uh, you know, roughing the passer, things of this. You can't cost yourself anything, shoot yourself in the foot, anything of that nature. 
You're fighting an uphill battle as it is. You got to keep it clean. You got to keep it disciplined. It's it's all you can really ask for. I think if they are able to get a turnover or two, which has been a huge part for them being successful this season, um, it certainly can you know, shift the momentum here as it does in any playoff game. But also play with the theory of we've seen six seeds win the Super Bowl. So it's not, you know, the, the key is to get into the dance. Once you're, once you're there, it, it's up to you how far you can take it. Absolutely. Hey, Steelers fans know that. They remember they were the first ever team to win three road games and then win a Super Bowl. So it's, it is certainly possible. Um, but we got to go to a quick break. When we come back, Jeff will be asking me the questions. Um, before we do that, we got to talk to you about our friends at betonline.ag because you are ready for some football. We're ready for some football. And there's a lot of games to talk about. Coming up, we got the NFL playoffs this weekend. And of course, the national championship in college football, Ohio State, Alabama. It's going down. You can bet on all of that right on betonline.ag, the only place that we trust. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N, locked on. All one word for your 50% welcome bonus. You're going to be able to bet on all the Steelers, all the Steelers, Browns, Colts, <laughs> Bills, all the playoff games. They're available for you. For you, And again, that college football championship, you know there's going to be so many prop bets going on with that as well. Bet on that Bet on that right on betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And hello, everybody. Again, here, Jeff Lloyd, host of Locked On Browns, with the wonderful Mr. Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers going playoff style crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, Chris, for us, it, it, this like none of this really seems like a shock. I mean, we both spoke about this last week with, you know, a lot of confidence that we really felt this was the way this was going to be, you know, here one week um, from now. Um, we had talked about, you know, last week about, you know, Ben getting the, basically his wits about him, feeling better about himself, understanding that the vertical part of the passing game was probably a big part of their success, something they had gone away from for a while. And very similar without Ben on Sunday, that's kind of where Mason Rudolph, you know, found his oats as well. Um, you know, if you got a guy like Chase Claypool at six foot three, two hundred twenty-five pounds, runs like a deer, yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe to uh, try to uh, get him in some one-on-ones down the field and use that, you know, to your advantage. Um, with Ben coming back here and the quickness of releasing the ball, what's it? What's it like for Ben? Obviously, you know, there's a lot of talk that he's coming back here. But it's a different type of player for Ben Roethlisberger now. Like he's had his success earlier in his career. Now this is more about you know leading some younger guys, uh, you know, to greatness. You know, cherishing it, trying to you know soak it all in. You know, because you know nothing is guaranteed in the NFL, and this maybe could be his last opportunity for a deep playoff run with this franchise that has been so successful between he and them for you know I guess what, seventeen years now some of that nature. But I mean, this could be that one last real run it for it all for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry, it with really, Ben, I apologize. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was gonna say, whoa, 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 buddy, 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 I'll say forever. But yeah, with Ben, <laughs> it, it's a very real possibility. And that's something that he's even talked about with the team, like, and, and not even about for himself. He's talking to the young players, like, you never know if this is the last chance that you get. I mean, every Pittsburgher knows that Dan Marino when he made the, the the Super Bowl his rookie season, he he told himself he thought he'd be back, and then he never was back. So I mean, that's something that a lot of people 
often real often you know don't think about as a fan but as players the Steelers are instilling that in all of their guys and there's several guys and Ben Roethlisberger said you know they did a team meeting and you know they said like hey a lot of you guys you look at each other and you realize you haven't been even been to the playoffs yet in your career um because they have so many young players like rookie Kevin Dotson rookie Chase Claypool um you know even guys they drafted last year that are that are, that are still playing and playing and playing and playing well so um you know, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, as, as, you know, he's now a two-time first team all pro free safety for this team, something they haven't really had a high level of to this caliber since Donnie Shell, who's supposed to go into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, this is, you know, this is this this is you know an opportunity. And I think the Steelers aren't trying to squander it. They're looking this as a serious chance, and they're also not looking past the Browns. You know, they're acknowledging, like, hey, you know, Yes, it was Mason Rudolph. Yes, there was no T.J. Watt or Cam Hayward or Marquise Pouncey or Terrell Edmonds, and you can go down the list with more players that didn't play in that game. But they still realized they lost last week. They and they got to come correct this week because it's the playoffs. Anybody can take you. And I, there was a really good article written by uh, the recently retired Steeler Ramon Foster on our website dkpittsburghsports.com about how you know this is the attitude that he had when he was with the team and he knows is being pushed right now by the veterans on the team. Cause he knows those guys, those are his friends and, you know, former teammates and they're there. This is the message that's being passed along the organization. Um, I'll be very interested to see how, you know, how this team comes out and what the plan will be. And, and it's always interesting to me in this conversation, because this has been the talk in Pittsburgh for most of the season, you know, when the offense doesn't get going right away and it struggles and it finds the problem and people are like, well, what about the play calling? And people are like, well, why don't they? Just, why don't they just call more plays to throw downfield? Well, and it seemed, you know, when you go back and look at the all twenty-two, the the receivers are there downfield. Ben Roethlisberger just hadn't been targeting them at times. And it seems like at least in that last quarter and a half of the Colts game, Ben Roethlisberger remembered, oh, that's right. If I throw the ball down the field, I've got athletic receivers who can beat teams. And he showed that, hey, his arm is fine, his knees are fine, and he's. He's doing all right um, physically. He just has to get his head back into the game. And, you know, something that he that he acknowledged pretty much all season, like he acknowledged after like like week 10, he was like, hey, I'm mentally tired. We, we haven't had a break in, 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 you know, once this season. And I think that was a huge reason for taking him off last week as well as other key players saying, you know what, you guys take a week off, don't even think about the game. Just use this time to get your body right, get your mind right, and then come back this weekend. We saw Ben Roethlisberger play with a full participant in practice on Wednesday, as were several veterans who normally take Wednesdays off for the Steelers. So I think they have the, they're, they're heading the right spot. We just got to see how their approach will be coming into this game. Nick Chubb last Sunday, and Chris, I think you agree with this. Um, if given more of the opportunity, Nick Chubb was putting together what could have been a monster day, well north of you know one fifty. Um, if he had been given maybe the 20, 25 carries. Coach Stefanski had mentioned on Monday, did kind of have his eyes on the fact that here we are, you know, one week later um, going into the playoffs. You know, Nick Chubb, uh, you know, he, he's missed time this year, but now looking as healthy as he ever has. Um, and with Baker Mayfield in the passing game, without a player like Odell Beckham Jr. here, it's you how what's like the focus here obviously you know the capabilities that Nick Chubb can, is capable of but you look at you know what the Browns bring out as far as wide receiver sets you look at what the Browns bring out as far as being able to use more than one tight end is this more of a just a you know focusing on you know your assignment um because you're not really going to shift anything one way essentially or the other 
Um, do you worry most about the running game? Um, do you, and the other thing that does give me a little hesitation here is the way they were able to get after the quarterback last week, missing players of the ilk of Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. And if you're the Steelers defense, how do you handle this? Because everybody for the Browns offense, minus Joe Batonio, the same players are going to be out there this week, but there's going to be a difference. I mean, do you get yourself in the theory of, oh, I saw this last week, but oh, don't overreact because good coaching will say, yeah, we purposely showed you this last week. So when you think he's cutting in, all of a sudden now he's cutting out. Um, I guess it's got to be a discipline and assignment type of thing. And, you know, with the players coming back, does Nick Chubb's day last week concern you a little bit less knowing that you're more manned on the defensive side of the ball this week? In the sense that it doesn't it, – it, 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 of course, it concerns you because whether or not he's playing the Steelers, Nick Chubb has been a bad man his NFL career, his collegiate career. The Steelers know how good he is. They res- they, they've always respected that. They're going to – but the Steelers do have a sense of, hey – this guy, you know, we know we know that we've got to do this, but they also have a sense of, hey, we also believe in 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 our in our, in our defensive front and our defense as a whole. When you look at the fact that Cam Hayward was out last week, and the with him being back, you're going to bring a lot more depth to the defensive line. The Steelers had to use three guys that normally get maybe five percent of the snaps in most games, and Henry Mondo, Carlos Davis, and Isaiah Bucks, and. Now with Hayward back, you're going to have him and Tuit starting up front. Then you're going to have Tyson Alulu, who's been a very good reliever, and he ended up he had to start that game in place of Cam Hayward because they were resting him. Um, and then you got Chris Wormley, the former Raven, as your him and Alulu are your are your number two line. And so then that allows for your defensive front to have a better rotation. Um, with T.J. Watt in there, you're going to have him and Alex Highsmith playing a lot more together. And that front four alone to start is a lot better than what you had last week. And then also you'll have, you'll be using Vince Williams a lot more because Vince Williams didn't play much in this last game. You'll also have Mike Hilton who was held back last game. And anyone who knows Mike Hilton, he may be a slot cornerback, but the Steelers use him like an extra linebacker because he flies all over the place. Um, So I really think there's a good chance that you're going to see the Steelers come out and still play their style of defense. Um, They're going to look at and say like, Hey, you know what? Yeah, they, they busted a, a big run last week. Yeah, he got a, he, he got some good yards here and there, but also, you know, there were some key components missing. And it's again, it's not like they don't know how to play the Browns. They beat the, the, the tar on them earlier this year. And yes, Nick Chubb wasn't there, but at the same time, the Steelers know it don't matter who, if, if you're missing somebody. No one feels sympathy for you. No one felt sympathy for them last year when they were down to a four-string undrafted rookie quarterback who didn't even play FBS football. Um, and that's that's the bottom line and they're looking at this as, as, as an opportunity like hey whoever's in front of us we know how to deal with it. i mean this and this team's they're not they're not uh unused to facing top tier running back i mean they faced derrick henry and beat him this year so um i think that there's they're they're definitely concerned about nick chubb but not concerned in the sense that they're going to abandon what they've done all season long defensively because they've been one of the best defenses in the nfl and uh, last one here with this, Chris. Now, this is, and we've seen several instances over, you know, the over the years in the NFL where two teams played Wake 17 and ended up basically playing again the following week in the playoffs. Um, but for the Browns, this actually, this does create a difference here with Alex Van Pelt. Um, you know, you've played them twice this year with Coach Stefanski as a play caller. You just saw him last week. Look, I mean, the plays are the same, um, but nobody's going to have the same tendencies. Nobody's going to have the same, you know, where I'm going to, you know, go for the jugular. I'm not going to go for the jugular, second and inches, third and inches, things of that nature. 
So as much as, you know, you know all the, you know, the players, you know the talent. Um, but now you're looking over there, and this is, you know, a little bit of a wild card. And with a wild card, it could be a deuce. It could be an ace. Nobody knows, you know, exactly what Alex Van Pelt's going to bring to this game. Um, but, you know, all the film you looked at last week, and if you go back to the film from the first time they played, it's based on somebody else calling these plays. Um, Kevin Stefanski is going to have an influence, but, you know, once this team walks out of the locker room Sunday, Coach Stefanski is null and void here, um, essentially, you know, won't exist. So we, as much as well as you know this team, the fact that you played them last week, the fact that you're you're going to have somebody calling the plays for the Browns that, you know, you don't have experience with as far as, you know, with this team, it does create a certain – it's going to create some sort of difference in any approach um, well, obviously the execution will, you know, we won't know until Sunday, but seeing, you know, it's, there is a major change here, even though the talent is the same, but we just don't know yet, you know, obviously where the major is going to be. Could it be negative? Could it be positive for one time thing? Certainly a, an interesting, you know, position to be in, in a playoff game. No, it certainly is. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that are, they're going to be unknown factors here. I mean, Alex Van Pelt, um, Pittsburgh certainly knows about him being the all-time leading passer for the University of Pittsburgh's football team. Um, I, I look at this and I say, I, I say like you know this, the Steelers—they're not gonna again—they're not gonna change their approach because the head coach is different. Um, you know, or not you know not different, but you know the guy who calls the plays isn't the same the same guy. They're still gonna come into this game, read your keys, and, and this is something that they often talk about is that you know like in preseason, they don't, they don't look at the other team. They look at themselves. They look at how they can, how they can control the game. And I think that's a, that's a mentality that is, that is bled over into how they approach week to week. Now they take notes on what the other team does. Well, they, of course, they pay attention to what this and Mike Tomlin every week acknowledges all the players, even the, the young players that most people don't even talk about on most teams. And they're like, Hey, this guy does this. Well, this guy does that. Well, we're preparing for this, we're preparing for that. That's going to be coming for the Steelers. I don't have a doubt for that, but I do think, that the that just because Kevin Stefanski isn't calling the plays doesn't mean that they're going to just be like oh well we're going to back off and play differently no they're going to still the goal here is to still take Nick Chubb and make him not as relevant in this game you know if he, if he gets his yards he gets his yards but he can't you got to keep him out the end zone you got to keep him from making keep making things easier for Baker Mayfield it's the same formula that they had under Dick LeBeau for you know 15 years you stop the run you force a young quarterback to have to beat you on third and long consistently throughout the game. And then eventually you allow that pass rush that gets back to TJ Watt, who right now is a front runner for the defensive MVP of the league. You get back Cam Hayward, a, a, a several time first team, all pro defensive tackle. And you're going to get Stephon to it, you know, who has 11 sacks on the season as an interior defensive lineman and Alex Highsmith, who's been creating a lot of pressure as a rookie. I um, really filled in well for Bud Dupree and, you know, with half of those guys missing last week, you got four sacks. And, and, and again, now the Browns are missing Joel Petonia. You got to trust your, your defense to be able to, to do what it's supposed to. Again, stop Nick Chubb, get to make Baker Mayfield, and force those mistakes to happen. And also, trust, your, trust your, the guys behind them to make plays. Mike Hilton, second most interceptions on the team. Minka Fitzpatrick, first team all pro, you know, free safety. Uh, Terrell Edmonds coming back off of an injury. He was a full participant in practice. The biggest thing that I'd concern myself if I'm the Steelers here, you're not sure if you get Joe, back Joe Hayden for Sunday. And Steven Nelson was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. You got to see how he continues to bounce back this week because last week, a huge factor that played into it was the fact that they were using Cam Sutton a lot to who's their, their top backup at, at cornerback 
they used him a lot in the slot position to give Mike Hilton a rest. And when he bumps inside, you got to use second, second year, third round draft pick, Justin Lane or James Pierre outside. And when that happens, the defense is not as stout as it, as it is because normally they trust, hey, Nelson, hey, Hayden, you two lock down the outsides. The rest of the defense is going to work. Um, and when you put one of those guys out there, you're, you're limiting yourself. But with Sutton being out there, if Nelson's good to go, that's a combo that they're more than confident with because Sutton's a guy that can play anywhere. So everybody's <laughs> going to be adjusting for guys they're missing. Uh, we'll, we'll see what it is. But, I don't, I don't, again, I think the Steelers are sticking focus to their game plan of how – the personnel of the Browns are because they know what people are, are doing and what they're capable of. So take away the strengths, force, force the guys, you know, force the guys who haven't been, you know, elite all season to have to be elite to beat you. Um, I couldn't agree more. And uh, we're going to get to uh, our next segment here. Thoughts some general overall thoughts, predictions for the game as you um, are getting into your cars, starting your days, <laughs> um, getting ready to go. Um, while you're doing that, uh, make sure you pack yourself a Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft. They are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next purchase. Again, the promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Chris, um, I think for Pittsburgh – Look, this is yet another year where it's a run for the playoffs. The Browns, this is obviously a whole new world, uncharted territories. Um, either way, this was going to be, you know, the Browns coming into this game as an underdog. And this is before, obviously, the guys were leaving. There's recipes on how to do this. And there's recipes for winning road playoff games. Like, you want to meet certain criteria. A, number one, take the initial blow. You know, don't get this game if you're Cleveland 13 nothing five minutes into the first. Everyone all of a sudden now getting ready to feel sorry for themselves, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Run the ball. Control the clock. Pray for a turnover. I think this game can be close for Cleveland if they can maintain discipline, um, You know, do the little things. Penalties are always so vital in situations like this. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a game. Obviously, there was the blowout, you know, early in the season in Pittsburgh. Last week, it's kind of hard to really gauge that game because there were players involved that weren't involved in the first one. There were players out for Pittsburgh. So, like, this is a whole new world compared to probably that first meeting in the year that certainly did not go well for the Cleveland Browns. But it, it, for them, it's it's really it's it's about the little things. It's about the details. And it may sound silly this late in the season, but when you're going in shorthanded, when you're an underdog on the road, these little vital things can are oh so crucial, you know, to you know, making a thirty to ten possible game into a thirty to twenty three, a thirty to twenty four game, keeping it close, and you got to play it drive by drive, quarter by quarter. I know they're in a tough spot, the Cleveland Browns, but I still expect this team to show up and give a quality effort Sunday night. Is it going to be enough? We don't know, but look, you waited too long. You've worked too hard. 
At the end of the day, you were 11 and five this season. This is your opportunity. Yeah, sadly, it's a flawed opportunity, but nothing's changed. You, you go out there, smack the guy in front of you. Guy's got the ball. He comes to the ground. You got the ball. <laughs> run. Continue to run. Run people over. And remember the fact that you've waited all your life to say you were playing in the NFL playoffs. The opportunity is there for the Browns to put this together, even though it's a tall, tall climb up this mountain. I mean, it certainly can be close. I, you know, this is this is a game where the divisional opponents, and even though they're the Steelers and the Browns, you know, with divisional opponents, you know, you know, there's always the cliche: throw the throw the the history book out the window, things like that. And it's the NFL playoffs, so that's again something the Steelers have been preaching: um, is that this is the NFL playoffs. You don't get this opportunity every year. Uh, in fact, the Steelers haven't had this opportunity since you know January of 2018. It's been three years since they you know since they've been in the playoffs. So. Um, that you know they're they're cherishing the opportunity, and uh, you know you look at this and you say for the Browns, I agree. I think the thing is they cannot afford to fall behind. You look at most most of their wins this season. Most of their wins, not all of their wins, but most of their wins have come when they've been able to control the tempo of the game. They've been able to get out to an early lead and play as a front runner and run the football. And then when they're running the football well, then Baker Mayfield can say play action. All right, let's hit Austin Hooper. Let's hit uh, let's hit Njoku. Let's hit Rashard Higgins. Let's hit. Jarvis Landry. And then that's when the rhythm of the offense really gets going for the Browns. But again, you saw what happened against the Steelers the first time. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, Nick Chubb not being there wasn't important, but the fact of the matter is, is that when they got behind, it took away the ability to play that kind of football. And then you had to be more predictable and then you're making more mistakes. Um, those are the things that the Browns, the Browns can't get into this time. And if you're the Steelers, you got to come out and it's on both sides of the ball. Ben Roethlisberger has to come out and, and put and put up points. He cannot, and, and I'm not saying the very first drive or it's over, but I'm saying in the first <laughs> half, you got to be able to come out and you got to move the ball. You can't keep putting your team out there. The Steelers' offense, you know, they ranked 12th in scoring this year at 26 points per game, even with, you know, uh, Mason Rudolph starting for a week and even with Ben Roethlisberger having like four straight games where he was not playing at the level that he did for most of the season. But you saw in that Colts game what happened when they actually threw the ball down the field, when he actually does target his talented receiving core. Uh, for, further down the field to give them opportunities to make big plays. And if you can get that going, then you then see, okay, the defense doesn't have to get, be out here just on three and outs, every, every, you know, five or six times a game. The defense can play with a lead. Because that's the thing, when the Steelers play with a lead, then they get more aggressive. And that's when they've been able to establish themselves and control different games this year. So that's absolutely, I think, a huge part of this game is how it starts. If the if the Browns can come out and establish the run, and Nick Chubb breaks off a long run like he did last week, that could be that, that would be a huge ticket to their success. But if the Steelers come out and they start to dominate early, it would be it would be a very it would it would it would force the Browns to have to pull off something that they haven't often pulled off, which is come back against another playoff team and put up major points while getting major stops against an offense that you know is extremely talented. Yes. Um, looking at it now, uh, so anywhere between six and six and a half point spread, Steelers are favored, betonline.ag, if there you, you are looking for cool. those types of things. Um, got to be nice to the, got to be nice to those who are nice <laughs> to us. Um, I, I think I think the spread is probably about right, because um, I think even with the Browns being shorthanded, I think the knowledge is there of knowing each other well enough. And I think the Browns do things intelligently enough where they can keep this close. 
Um, maybe you run into a spot where you just don't have enough, you know, guns and uh, bullets in the chamber. I'm sorry. That was probably a terrible reference after yesterday. My bad on that folks. You're, you're but maybe fine. it's a shot where you don't, you, you, you maybe just don't have enough where Ben's got any one of four wide receivers. He's got confidence in again, Ebron um, worrying about, you know, the running game. Um, I, I think, I think the Browns can keep this within this spread. Um, I, I think the, Ability to win and look, my confidence will grow. And you know, I'll be sitting here come Sunday night at about seven forty-five, talking about how Pittsburgh sucks and the Browns are going to win by thirty. Um, and it probably won't get about to a hill of beans. Um, but I, I do think that this team—they're going to come into this, and I, they're not going to lay down like dogs. They're not going to feel sorry for themselves. Um, whether or not they can actually pull this out, um, you know, look, any of these times, you know, come to a field goal, uh, you know, a doink, something stupid for one team. So anybody's got a shot, um, but I just, you know, playing in Heinz Field, which is just, you know, an absolute horror show for this franchise for the Browns. Um, it's going to just, it's going to take almost probably a perfect effort. And it wouldn't have maybe take, taken a perfect effort if you weren't down key components. But again, late in the season, COVID or not, you could be down key opponents. Um, Olivier Vernon, he's not going to be there. It has nothing to do with COVID, obviously. Um, but this is it. You, you've waited 18 years as a franchise. It's, it's going to be on prime time. Um, and for this, this team to truly shake this narrative, and there are those who aren't ready to put this team where the Browns want to be spoken of, and probably rightfully so, you cannot go into this game and get you know the door shut on you. You need to play 60 minutes of football. You need to find a way to for this game to be a game within the last five minutes. And that way, win or loss for the Cleveland Browns, it'll buy them some credibility that people are going to say, no, no, no. We truly do believe that maybe this time for the Browns, it's different. I certainly think that has to be the approach if you're the Browns. You can't come into this game and think, well, it's me. You've got to come in and try to be aggressive, try to establish yourself. Um, you know, and on the flip side, the Steelers, you can't come to this game thinking, oh man, they're, 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 they're down. And I don't think, I don't think they are going to come into this game thinking that way. I think they, they've, they've shown that like, they're willing to take anyone seriously. Um, if that's the mentality they come in with, I'm interested to see how this game plays out on both sides, but uh, talking about predictions and final scores, I'm going with 27, 23 Steelers. I think that the Browns could come out and put up a fight, but I think that even if it gets to that point, in, like in the, in the middle to late fourth quarter, where the Steelers realize, like, hey, they've got a slim lead or they've got a slim de- deficit and they need to make some plays, that's where this franchise is used to seeing Ben Roethlisberger rise up and make the big plays down the field. And if it's the defense, I mean, the defense, they've done a great job this year. Whenever they've had a lead to protect with two minutes or so to go, they've been able to lock it down, make the big turnover, get the big four, you know, you know, turnover on downs. Um, and, again, with most of their guys back this week, that's going to be something I think that they are able to get done. Um, it may be a close one, but I still think the Steelers find a way to win at home, Heinz Field, prime time. Uh, you know, I, I haven't heard the announcement of which jerseys they're wearing. I know Steelers fans are waiting with pins and needles on that um, because the color rush or the block letters, you know, that's always the classic look for the Steelers. But um, either way, I think that they, they recognize the importance of this opportunity and they're going to be coming out guns a-blazing with it. Um, and look – it's the playoffs. That's the way you should be coming out. Um, and you want to set the tone early and you find a, find a way to impose your will. Um, we're just, we're just hoping for a good one. Um, and again, I, I want to see this team, even though they're underhanded, come in and, and don't use anything as excuses, come in, play the best ball you can hang. And, you know, even if something doesn't go your way, find a way to overcome it, find a way to, you know, peek through it 
you know, and understand that this is a, it, it's a learning experience either way. This franchise, this is where you want to go. This is your first opportunity at it. This is your first taste at it. You know, don't make it a bad one. Get in there and give every damn thing you've got because it, it's been a hell of a year at 11 and five during the most difficult situations for every NFL franchise. And you're here. Um, you know, you've got your opportunity. Here's the stage. Go take it on. And, you know, again, it, it's tough for me to think that they can pull this out. But in the back of my mind, I, I, I can say that I, I, the recipe for how this team wins, the fact of how they put everything together and try to make everything so 53 as one, coaches working as one, you know, for me, I, I believe they've got that puncher's chance. They've just got to survive things early. And if they can get this closer to a 60-minute game as opposed to a 25-minute game like it was the first trip to Pittsburgh this year, anything can happen late in those games. And, you know, they've had opportunities this year where the breaks have gone their way, which has never happened before. So we'll see the way it all plays out. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know Chris's, Steelers Nation, all, all the Browns fans, we're all looking forward to it. Um, also, by the way, guys, uh, right now, iTunes, Spotify, great time to make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Steelers. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Browns. Five-star ratings, written reviews, help me and your boy out. Chris, it's been a pleasure. Um, either way, it's going to be about, what, eight, nine months before we sit down and do this again, except for maybe those uh, major crossovers, which are always fun and get a little bit hairy, kind of get like a little bit of a uh, king in the ring mentality. Uh, but, Chris, I'm looking forward to a great one Sunday night. Same here, Jeff. It's always great doing shows with you. Like you said, Steelers fans, Browns fans, go to get on there, help us out, give some five-star ratings and some positive comments. That stuff really helps out both of our shows. Thanks so much to Jeff for doing these crossover Thursdays. They're a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun Sunday night. Huge history for the Browns fans, huge history for the Steelers fans. Let's, let's, let's have fun watching that together on NBC. Uh, this has been Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Steelers locked on Browns. Thank you everybody so much for your time. Everybody have a great week. We are so thrilled to be a part of the break of your day. And with yesterday's events, obviously this is what we do. We do our work and we are your escape from every day. You get to come sit down, talk some ball about your favorite team with quality gentlemen like Chris and well, just a dude like me. Oh, everybody have a great day. That, stop that. <laughs> everybody have a great day and enjoy Sunday night.